Hello, and welcome to The Opposite Effect. I am one of your co-hosts, Death Diodato. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. And we made it. We made it. Happy Valentine's Day, Dustin. Yeah. it uh, Romance is in the air. Oh, yes, it is. As evidenced by the fact that both of our wives <laughs> are elsewhere. Actually, yeah. I think they're together. Are they? Uh, Kelly just texted me that Joy just walked into the theater she's in. Okay, cool. Then yeah. I'm glad that they're somewhere... Uh somewhere doing like real things while we're here recording. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely a fake thing we're doing. Yep. <laughs> um so yeah, I say we're here because we we went another week without dying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Th- thanks to the Olympics, I feel like the threat of nuclear wars at least like kind of on hold. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> the uh the thing that occurred to me, I don't know if you watched the opening ceremony for the Olympics. I did not. Um they have like uh, sort of at the end of the ceremony, they they always do the torch lighting, uh, and the like political thing that they were doing because it went from like famous mm-hmm. athlete to famous athlete uh, was the last two were a North Korean and a South Korean athlete, right? Uh, who were holding the torch together, mm-hmm. but like everybody else was just running around the track, right? Uh, when it got to the North Korean and South Korean, it's like okay, we're gonna hand you both the torch, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna run up. Eight flights of very steep stairs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, you're both trying to hold this torch together. And I was yeah. like, that don't don't do that. Yeah. Like, and you know just like the amount of like nightmare, like the memos back and forth to each country about <sighs> the the South Koreans don't don't want to be in this kind of pants. Yeah. The North Koreans are insisting on this kind of footwear. There have to be 943 mm-hmm. steps. I'm not sure why. Yeah. You know? Uh, and uh, Mike Pence created a bunch of controversy by not standing sure, sure. when the uh, when the Korean delegation came in, because it was a unified right. Korean delegation, even though it was the host country. Right. And as somebody pointed out, they're like, oh, so just so we're clear about this, um, not standing is a legitimate form of protest. Right. If you disagree politically with something, cool, cool, good to cool. know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, I also appreciate um, who's the figure skater who is like totally snubbing Pence this whole this whole week. Oh, I don't know his name, but yeah, there's He's, a uh, yeah. th- that kid is on the side of the angels. I love that guy. <laughs> I've never seen him skate. I have. I. I haven't seen. I'm any. gonna assume he's good because he's in the Olympics. I haven't seen. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't seen any of the Olympics. Um, as far as I know, uh, it's just dogs doing it's, the Olympics. It is not. It's not. No. It, there's zero dogs actually. There's zero dogs. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, there, there was a dog who was running for, I want to say, governor of okay. Kansas or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And then somebody had to like. Write a thing being like, yeah, dogs can't run for governor. They couldn't really get sworn in or do any of the duties, so stop it. One of the things I think is funniest yeah. to do as part of my job um, is whenever I mm-hmm. pick up a dog. Not wh- not every single time, yeah. but like literally like 25% of the time, Like I'll come to the door, I'll open the door, the dog will be sitting there, and I'll go, Griffin! You're a dog. You can't be president. <laughs> uh, the except there's, no, there's nothing like, in the rules that says he. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, 
Uh, has to. I mean, the dog has to make it to 35, though. That's true, yeah. Which... Well, that's the hardest part. I think there's also, I, like, I don't know any of the facts of the things that I'm talking about, but just go with me on it. Uh, I think there's also a, uh, a town where, like, six teenagers are all collectively running for mayor. Not like to be all, all the mayor, yeah. To all be the mayor at once. All be the mayor at once, because technically there was some sort of loophole that allowed uh-huh. like a bunch of people to all run as one person. That's, I mean, and the town's like, we can't do anything about this because we. What happens when people start getting mayor? Yeah, I'll watch the fuck out of that. I show. would watch the fuck out of. Real world mayor. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into our crazy Trump tweets. Yeah. Let's get into there them. Are a bunch. There are. Uh, so as usual, we're going to do three. They're going to be all insane. No particular order in the on the insanity. Yep. Just uh, the craziest stuff he tweeted this week. Hit me. Bring it at me. <clears throat> crazy Trump tweet number one. Just signed bill. That's a sentence. Yeah. That's a sentence written by the most powerful man in the world. Mm-hmm. Just so, signed Bill. Yeah. Bill is also capitalized, so maybe he signed a human man named Bill. Right. All right. Just signed Bill. I'm assuming it's like in the chest area, the way you do a I person mean, in a crowd, where they... Where, uh, where they're like, oh, yeah, please sign this. I'm going to get a tattoo of it. Yeah, I was just assuming people like to get their boobs signed. And yeah. I'm assuming Bill... I mean, I do. Yeah. I mean, I also like to get other things signed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... Bill might be into some crazy shit. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, he just signed him. Our military will now be stronger than ever before. We love and need our military and gave them everything. Dash. And more. First time this has happened in a long time. Also means jobs, jobs, jobs. (laughs) He Uh, goes suddenly to screaming. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like... I think it's probably the most accurate part of any tweets of any of his tweets is that he's suddenly screaming because I feel like Donald Trump is a man who walks into a room and is like, um, so tell me later we're going to later on we're going to be meeting with the president of South Korea and I've got at 3 p.m. Uh, the Make-A-Wish kid and then I want ice cream! And it's just a con- like constant flipping back and forth. Yeah, I think he may also think that Jobs is... Required to be said, like you're screaming. in screaming, right. in triplicate. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sure that his jobs council meetings are terrifying. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Excuse uh, me. Now I want to make sure I understand like parts of words. Okay. okay. So um, if I say something is somewhere, right, that means it's in a very specific place, right? Um. Like well, it, well it, it, it depends on what X is here. If X is the word somewhere, that's an yeah. A specific place. If X is But it is it is just in one place. It is somewhere. Oh, I see. Yes. It means if you say uh the uh my my Garfield mug is somewhere. Yeah. You, it means you know it, it, it there's only you understand the persistence of vision and therefore you're like or the the persistence of 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 of, of, of solid objects. And therefore, your Garfield mug can exist in only one space in time. Right. Uh, but if I were to say my Garfield mug is everywhere, then that you, would assume that it is, like, omnipresent. Omnipresent, perhaps broken into yeah. a million pieces. Uh, um, so if I say it is more, th- it is in more than everywhere, Right. you would say, well, no, it can't be, because everywhere yes. is the maximum amount, amount of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would assume... 
based on my basic understanding of the English language, that if you gave the military everything, right. that you could not give them right. more. Right. Because I'm assuming that everything works in that same kind of way. I mean, it's like giving 110%, right? Right, but you can't. But haven't you ever heard of speed stick? I have, and uh, that is a false claim. All right. I um, got a real... I just call this my Jewish tingle. You okay. know? It sounds my, pretty anti-Semitic already, but go ahead. Well, no, I mean, like, it's my... It's my um, it's my uh, racial memory for, like, enclosed spaces, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, uh, people... Yelling loudly in guttural tones. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I got that for we love and need our military. Like mm-hmm. at that point, like, I was like, I definitely checked the exits, you know, in the room. Yeah. Like, like, what are they doing? What's uh, going on? What's up? Yeah. Why, do, why do we need them? Why do we love and need our military so much? Is it because of people like me? Yeah. Um, there's also uh, something um, called the law of diminishing returns. Yes. yes where, uh, you know, like, if you have uh, a bowl of Skittles, right, and there's like 50 Skittles in the bowl, that's great. Yeah, but somebody's yeah. like, hey, I'll put 75 Skittles in the bowl. Yeah. That's even better. Sure. Uh, and then somebody says, hey, uh, I'm going to put 45 million Skittles in the bowl. Right. Uh, you're like, that is a negative impact on me now. I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. need all of the Skittles. Right. Uh, now I need to build a warehouse for all the Skittles that you gave me. Right. Um, just, give me like, just give me like 50 of them. Um, now I'm not saying that's necessarily the case with the military. I'm 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 not saying that they're in a situation where they're going like, no, no, we have nowhere for all of this money. Right. But what I am saying is that there is a point at which you are safe. <laughs> right. And then like you're good. Yeah, you sure, know? Sure. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I feel I mean from the standpoint of the idea of somebody attacking America on a mil- on a military level, yeah, I feel pretty safe. I don't. Right. I don't think anybody's gonna really do that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Th- there was a school shooting today, and it was right. negative. It was sad. Obviously, every school shooting is negative. I don't mean you know. It was. It was one of the bad ones. Right. Sure. But let's just say it wasn't. But let's just say it was done by a terrorist. Right. Let's say ISIS came in and did that school shooting. Sure. Um, how many aircraft carriers do you think we would need to stop it? To stop it, you know, it it does put me into a weird space because I literally just had like the thought, oh, ISIS would never do that. Yes, because then we would solve the problem. <laughs> like, that, you mean like we would figure out a way to make it not happen? Like that lunatic uh, in New York who drove onto the bike lane. As a, a member of ISIS, yeah. or, or uh, ISIS-inspired, mm-hmm. whatever, drove into the bike lane and killed a bunch of people um, in October, and <laughs> we've all sort of been like, okay, but that was like six years ago, right? No, right. it was in October. Yeah, um, it's February. It was was time is meaningless. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like terror, uh, uh, an actual terrorist attack occurred in New York City at the end of October on Halloween, <clears throat> and. Um, we uh, did something very pragmatic in the aftermath. We put a bunch of those things that cars can't drive over. 
In the bike lane. In front of the bike lane there. Yeah. And in other places where cars might drive into people. Um, because it was... We, we don't want ISIS to Because do it doesn't piss off the NRA, so we can right. get away with it. But if if we if ISIS started getting like AR-15s and shooting up schools, we'd at least try to stop ISIS from, from doing being that. able to yeah. do that. I don't know what steps we would exactly take to do that. But the reason ISIS will never do that is because they're like, oh, no, they're doing a perfectly fine job of killing themselves. Yeah. We should let them kill Go themselves. Them. Yeah. We sh- w- when... When somebody's hanging themselves, let them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so, yeah, crazy Trump I, tweet I, number one. Yeah, I just want to like. I think you you tend to err on a little bit like less pro military than I am because I'm. I don't think either of us are like anti military per se. I mean, both my parents are veterans. Yeah, uh, I'm really anti my parents, by the way. Uh, so I, I want to be clear that the stance that we're taking here is not that like military inherently bad. The stance is like, I think we're covered. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're good on military spending. And it's also like, we're at the point where all that Trump is, is promises is just like, oh yeah, and cars are going to run on happiness. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's, it's insane because he, you can't possibly cut taxes, raise military spending... And find a way to have um, money when you need it. Right. They don't care about money anymore. Right. Apparently. Deficits are not uh, like a, a thing. And um, I'm not a huge like person who's like, oh, we need to be uh, fucking really responsible with our spending. I'm actually kind of uh, a big fan of Scandinavian Scandinavian kleptocracy as a model, mm-hmm. where like you you tax everybody at like. 85% and then you give them college and 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 a big military and nobody fucks with you um and uh also everybody's super happy all the time in Scandinavian yeah. countries like they're the happiest places in the world uh and also have you seen them they're all like 20 feet tall yeah and super hot super duper um it seems like a really good model <laughs> at least on a small scale yeah. um they're trying out basic income now and shit like that uh it's uh here we've got the um spending part down yeah. <laughs> real good we except when it comes to the pores but oh well um but we don't really seem to have the um funding the spending part down so good mm-hmm. um and it's it, it's except for the military yeah, apparently. Um, All right, you want to move on to number cuz we're 15 minutes in and we're one tweet in. Yeah. <laughs> Trump tweet number 2. This is an all caps one. New FBI texts are bombshells. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, what text is he referring to? And if you are, that shows that they were not. If you are thinking that as well, it shows that you probably weren't awake at 4.45 in the morning or whenever he was awake watching Fox and Friends. Yeah. And specifically, to get into what he is referring to, it's those it's that same couple... Uh, who were texting each other back and yeah. forth. Uh, the guy's name is Peter Strzok or something like that. Yeah, and the lady's name is something I don't remember. Yeah. It, uh, That's an odd name. Yeah, but basically the argument was that they wrote back that President Obama wants to keep you know keep tabs on what's going on. And people were like, see, he was trying to track what was going on with Hillary Clinton. 
and it's the worst because mm-hmm. you know, like, why does he want to know what's going on in that investigation? He's monitoring it. He's altering it. He's right, sure, you know, sure. um, and for like a good six hours, everybody was like, "See, smoking gun." Right. Uh, and then people like looked a little bit deeper, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, that was." in reference to the Russia investigation, not the Hillary Clinton investigation, it would totally make sense right. why he would want to know about that. Right. Oops. Except well, people yeah. are like, oh, the oops part is the part that got left out. It was yeah. just like, hey, let's not talk about this right. anymore, but not really, like, apologize. Right. No, that's that seems to be Fox's certainly stock and trade of, like, just... Whipsawing from uh, ginned up controversy to ginned up controversy, mm-hmm. and it's um, it is crazy that we're at this point. It's legitimately insane that we're at a point where, like, something watched by, you know, I'm not that many people, but they probably pull down 19 million a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy that. They're just, they have no compunction. And mm-hmm. it, like that, they have that many people who work for them who are like, I'm cool with this, you know? Yeah, and they're trying to keep their jobs. Like, unemployment's at 4%. Get a real job. I know, but if you, if you work in TV news, I mean, like, there's, I, my point if is you work that, in like, TV news and you, and you, and you have the shame of having worked at Fox, yeah, you're probably going to have trouble getting a job at any place that's not InfoWars. You know, fair. Uh, um, but I mean, like I, I've spoken to people who worked at Fox and mm-hmm. like, you don't have a choice. You're going to tell the stories in the way that you're going to tell the yeah. stories or you're not going to be there for very much longer. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of the things they did a recent study about, um, where you get your news, like where yeah. Democrats get their news and where Republicans get their news. Uh, and the interesting thing that I think is harming the liberal side of the argument or the not Fox News side of the argument is um, the folks who watch Fox News generally only watch Fox News and they say it is the most trustworthy. Sure. Uh, The folks who don't watch Fox News watch a host of other things. Right. Um, So in terms of like the question of like, which which do you think is the source of truth? Like, which do you think is the right thing? Democrats... Or, I'm sorry, Republicans were at, like, 56% said Fox News. Right. Um, on the on the Democrat side, nothing broke, like, 21%. Okay. Uh, like, Fox News was at, like, you know, two. Right. Uh, but, but um, so you, you had a situation where, uh, on the Republican side... Everybody agrees that this is the exact thing. Right. Whereas on the liberal side, um, there's more, there's far more variety to it. So that they're like, if you hear one thing on NPR and then you hear a different thing on CNN, you are less likely to be like confident in it mm-hmm. because those things are slightly different. Right. So it's like, okay, well, I don't know which one I necessarily believe, but it creates a situation where there's like marching orders on one side. Right. And a general understanding on the other, you know? Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, that's because of a couple things. Um, but 
whatever the cause is, uh, skeptical engagement with the media is good. You know, mm-hmm. like getting multiple sources is good. Not trusting single source material is good. Um, Fox has created a personality cult for itself. Yes. Um, and uh, that's really troubling. Uh, I don't know, but I don't know how you break that. You know, like I, the, the, the thing that needs to change is Fox, not, not the, not the left. Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying they do. I'm, I'm just saying that like, because they have that unified voice, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the same way that the Republicans have always had it a little bit easier when they were making the, um, social movement arguments because it was like, well, we all agree the Bible. Right. So, because we all have the Bible to go by, we have a unified voice, that Bible. Whereas liberals were like, okay, well, there's many things we need to take into consideration. What's the socioeconomic situation? What's, right. you know, uh, all that other stuff. And the Democrats were, or the Republicans were just like, Bible. Right. Uh, so, the argument always got muddied because Democrats or Republicans could be like, we want X now. Uh, and Democrats were like, we want why? Depending on the situation, but it's really more complicated than that. And we need to look at all the nuances of everything that's going on. And then the we want X now argument always won because it rhymed. Huh. And was a line. <laughs> all right. Like, you I know, mean, you know, I don't disagree. It's just like this is this seems to be um uh a feature, not a bug, you know, it seems to be like the Agreed. way this works, as opposed to like something we could do anything about. I, I, I agree. I'm just saying it, it does it it makes life harder. Yeah, sure. Uh when one side is But I do like, think but like, you know, I do think that there's while a lot of Fox News viewers are never gonna come over and a lot of people are not reachable because it's an incredibly partisan time. One of the things that does very much frustrate me, and I think I've mentioned this in the past, is that Democrats, I keep hearing, you know, on podcasts and reading in, like, op-eds, that Democrats need to decide who they're me- who they're going to try and target with their message, mm-hmm. you know? And it, I, um, I understand that but I also feel like progressive politics, especially like socialized medicine and uh, socialized uh, healthcare and socialized um, educational systems and uh, you know safety nets and uh, progressive taxation and yes, wealth redistribution downwards, mm-hmm. um, progressive policies of that sort. Uh, free internet, blah blah blah, all that shit. Those arguments um, should be arguments that, like, just make, just when when actually presented to people, mm-hmm. are convincing. No matter whether you're, you know, uh, an African American in the inner city or, uh, uh, you know the Hispanic son of illegal immigrants or um, a white coal miner, you know, and I, I it, all, you know, it, these, <laughs> these arguments are simply like, we will make your life better. Theoretically. Yes. Things. But, theoretically. And yes. But it get, assumes, 
it, it, it assumes that you agree on, on the same basic facts. Like, th- this isn't specifically related, but going back to, like, uh, something with Russia. Right. Uh, Rex Tillerson and every member, every Trump-appointed member right. of the intelligence community said Russia. the Russians are meddling with our election. They're doing it actively right now, and they're going to continue to do it. And when polled, Republicans at a 34% rate said the Russians are going to try and affect our elections in any way. Okay, but that's already a third. I, I understand that. But but despite the fact that everybody on their team... Yeah, yeah. Except is, the president and Fox News. Right. And half of them on any given day believe that Fox News is the font of truth. So already we've got a third. We just got to peel the rest off. You can get to truth. And I'm not saying you can get to um, everybody... And quite frankly, you're, with with what I've proposed or what I've been talking about, you're not going to get the top five percent of the country because it would actually be bad for them. Yeah. But you're not you you can't get to everybody, but you can get to a lot of people if you just tell them the truth and invest in the policy and show them why the policy will work. Certainly, the policies we've had aren't working. Agreed, but but I think like. I, I, it's more complicated than that, just in the sense of, you know, and we've talked about this before, is that nobody thinks they're that lower tier. Nobody right. thinks they're the, the poor but, group. But, but, so, but again, in terms of, like, you're, you're crafting the message and finding the people, also, nobody likes to be like, hey, Hispanics, you know? Nobody yeah. likes to be like, talk to, like, you're a coal miner, and mm. you live in uh, a, 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 an electorally valuable district. Let me try and give you something for that. They see that. They see that coming. What you what what people actually want, I think, what they're actually hungry for is somebody who can say to them, here's why my policies will actually help you, will actually change your lives. Here's here's why this works. But for the coal miners, like just specific like just going to the coal miners sure. for a moment, like the problem that you're gonna run into is are Democrats going to come in and say, guys, look, Cole's dead. We, we, know, we know how this story ends. Right. We want to train you. We want to, like, uh, you know, we want to make your life better in a bunch of different ways. Right. But in the meantime, we'll give you health care. Right. In the meantime, we'll give you all these different things. And all they're hearing is Cole's dead because you tried to take it away because of all the regulation that you put in. And this bullshit climate change thing. Right. And that's the only reason that Cole's dead, because you tried to kill it. Why and now are you're you coming leading to me? with Cole's dead? Why not lead with, here are our policies? Because, the po- because in order for those policies to make sense, you have to accept the fact that Cole is dead. Do the, let them do the math on that. It's obvious. But the fact of the matter is, like, you're not going to get these voters by... by by pandering to them. It, but it's the same thing that I always talk about with health insurance. Like, if, you're, if you live in Bullshit Town, Virginia... Bullshit Town, Virginia has some very nice hills. Yes, it does. Uh, I recommend you visit it. Uh, but the point is, if you live in Bullshit Town, Virginia, yeah. and you have a population of 400, right. or have whatever you, the fuck it is... Have you been to Bullshit Town uh, Frozen Custard, by the way? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, it's Mixon's the best. Yeah. there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, get the gummy bears, they're organic. Oh. Um, yeah, I always put it on there. Um, anyway, if you live in Bullshit Town, Virginia, uh, population of 400, uh, half of which are retired, yeah. uh, your ability to get health insurance is gonna suck 
because everybody in your fucking town is forever old. Right. Um, and They're taken care of. They got Medicare. Sometimes. Yeah. But then, you know, whatever. No, I mean, past a certain age, you have it. Yeah, past a certain age. Agreed. But, like, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to get at is, um, like, in that town, general health care is never going to work. In order for you to get reasonably priced health care in a small town like that, it needs to be subsidized. There's no question about it. Right. Now, the problem is trying to explain to the people in that town why that is the case is incredibly complicated. And it it's, forces... You just, every- you just did it. Right, but, but like to physically like get why, why that is happening... It's so much easier to hear the version of the story of we're going to get you great health care. Right. Sure. And if the story stops at we're going to get you great health care versus small town America has an inherently huge problem of the fact that it's starting to gear towards older people. And therefore, it makes for a shittier social economic situation. And we have to help subsidize you. Right. Let me ask you this. What's the problem with going to the bullshit, bullshit hills and saying to bullshit hills? Um, what are your problems? What, what are your worries? And then Bullshit Hills will probably say something like, uh, well, the mine shut down and, uh, the, the Walmart, uh, left and, uh, half the people here are past retirement age anyway. And some of them need second jobs and there's not a lot of growth potential here. And the, the and people that, who are unemployed are all on opioids. Right. And so the response can be. Okay, well, it sounds to me like you have um, a uh, a health insurance problem. You guys have trouble getting insured, and you have trouble getting good care. We want to invest in um, rural health care uh, that provides very good care at very low cost. We here we have a plan for it, and um, uh, it will char it will literally cost you next to nothing. Um, we also have a plan to bring high-speed broadband to this area, and we have a plan to uh, invest this area in the type of job training that is going to provide good jobs into the future depending on your interest. So if you worked in a mine for a long time and you like that kind of work, we can find you a job very similar to that you're not going to have to sit at a desk and type away, you know, learn fucking HTML or something. Right. Maybe, though, that's the part that you can't guarantee. Like, a lot of the other stuff you can guarantee. The fact that you're able to find a job that is working on mine There like- are so many jobs. There are so many different types of work. Yes, you need to have a certain amount of uh, 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 willingness to deal with people one-on-one and willingness to compromise with people. But yes, you can do that, especially if you actually invest in that. The administrative side is what nobody actually invests in. The, 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 the people who go into these communities and say, how can we serve you? How can government work right, for but, you? But again, again, I guess the problem, the problem that I'm bringing up, and then we should move on because we're still only at the second tweet. Um, 15 minutes a tweet, baby. Yeah, is, um, is that we're in a problem where America is slowly moving away from a manufacturing-based economy. Ha- that's been happening for 40 years. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. But the, but the point is that like when you move away from a manufacturing-based 
economy to a more, you know, like um, service oriented, service oriented kind of thing. Um, the smaller the town, the smaller the region, the worse that is for them because because uh, there's less conceivable money. Right, like, sure, sure. Like in New York City, it works out great because there's 8 million people here. Right. Uh, so you have the opportunity to do that. You have the opportunity to do all sorts of different things that aren't possible in a town with 400 people. And at the end of the day, like, there's nothing that's going to change that. As America is moving away from a manufacturing society, smaller town life becomes harder. You have a bunch of towns that were built around the fact that this was that manufacturing was happening there. And when manufacturing goes away, the reality of the situation is so does that town. But, but man- if that town doesn't want to go away, then they just listen to we're going to get your jobs back. Right. But manufacturing um first of all, it is totally possible to incentivize to Apple actually manufacture your fucking computers in the fucking country. It's totally possible to, ma- to, to incentivize to Google, make your phones here. Um, we can do that, and it wouldn't cost per unit that much more. And we could even subsidize the, the cost differential. Right, and we're, we're actively doing that with Apple. We're, Apple is going to someplace, I don't remember where it is, um, they're getting subsidized by a ton. That helps one city. Yeah, that was one it, town it, it, or whatever the fuck it, it is. It does help. And like there weren't that many car auto plant, auto plants. There weren't that many coal mines. The fact of the matter is is that a lot of these these a lot of like busted hills have already always been busted hills. This isn't new. You know, paper plants went out. Steel mines went out. Fucking uh this is this is a Cotton industry went away. The, the 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 cycle of reinvention is constant in America. What is less constant is our ability and our our desire to take care of the people who are actually fucking wrecked by it. Yes, and, and I, you I, know what's going to go away eventually? Programming is going to go away. Fucking uh, fucking uh, making computers is going to go away. There's something new is going to replace that, and then people are going to be displaced by it. I, I I agree. I guess the the question is the displacement's the problem, and the displacement is something we're very bad at dealing with. We're very bad at de- because in part because we're so fucking career oriented and and built around this work and uh, just expect to have jobs in a, in, in a, a field for our lives. But, but my my point comes back to the fact that it it our ability to sway one person in one direction versus another comes back to the messaging. And while your thing makes sense, right? if somebody actually sits there and goes point by point, what you're saying makes sense. But the truth of the matter is that in today's current age, the ability for somebody to listen to and accept the reality of a situation is far less Has than it ever used to be. Has anybody tried it? Has anybody yes. actually tried to, to, to pitch to people, here's the truth? I mean, Obama was doing that with Obamacare. Like, the, no, he was. Yes, he was. The amount he did speeches, he did town halls. Everybody was talking about like, okay, but, let me explain every single every right, single step but, to this to but, you. Except, he just spent a year going around he, the country. Except that Obamacare, as pitched, 
was supposed to be a, 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 a huge problem solve, and it wasn't. It stabilized the markets. It, it, it brought the cost curve down. It did a bunch of good things. It increased the number of insured people enormously, but it did not solve health care in America. Health care in America still sucks donkey dick. Yes, but a lot more people were on it. The pitch for Obamacare was we are going to universalize healthcare and solve a lot and solve the problem of American healthcare. We're going to revolutionize the system. Yeah. The, the point is like, and, if and you compare, politics, if you compare where we were before Obamacare right. and where we are now, we are in a much we are better in a much place. Better place. And I'm not arguing that point, but a lot of people were dis- disillusioned by the, by the sale. Right. And, and the fact of the matter, I mean, look, um, uh, I think it was Andrew Cuomo who said uh, we uh, campaign in poetry and govern in prose or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, part of it is the advertising. I get that. But I don't really think there's anything to be lost by actually running on the policies, actually running on here's how I want to help you. Here's what we think Here's our end goals. Here's here's what we think will actually work, as opposed to here's my tailored message for your demographic. Um, I, and I think I honestly I think you're wrong because <laughs> I, I think I think explaining reality versus explaining fantasy is a lot harder. I think it's so much harder to explain so why. You'd rather have a democratic party that it, that runs on the same fantasy that uh, and wins on that fantasy that as the Republican Party. We're going to solve your problems. That is how you get a boom bust cycle of electoral loss. No, what what I want them to do is be able to figure out a way to simplify the message so that it's as understandable as that, the other that side. That was Clinton's is. problem. Clinton, like Bernie, Bernie said. Uh, uh, what was it? Twenty twenty dollars an hour federal minimum wage. Mm-hmm. It's easy to digest. You understand why that should happen. Then it got filtered through Clinton uh, when when she when she got to it, and she put a bunch of uh, neoliberals speak on it, and came up with like fifteen eleven or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and here's here's my forty five policy papers on why that needs to happen that way, and people. A, right. they crossed their eyes, but B, um, the policy as delivered wasn't actually like that helpful. It wasn't. It wasn't that great. It was like we'll get you slightly better, you know. Bernie on the OTOH like was like, here's something you can legitimately understand that will help you to the end. Right, and 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 that's why he was so popular. Right, um, and like, and I think that's what I'm trying to get at is just like you can say. $20 an hour. Sure. Right? And the opposing argument is as you raise uh, as you raise minimum wage, the more people become unemployed, as more people become unemployed, then it makes it harder for every like there's a bunch of arguments against $20 an hour. But the beauty of $20 an hour is that the the arguments against it are far more complicated. Right. So, just saying $20 an hour is easier to understand. And that's what I'm saying that Democrats need to be able to do better is ex- like pick the thing that they think makes sense. Just say that thing, right? And run on, but but also run on the policy itself. Run on, run on. This policy is good for everybody. This will help everybody. Again, like I'm not disagreeing with the idea that they need to like state the policy simply. I'm mm. I'm very in the in in that corner. What I'm saying is that Democrats. Uh, 
seem to be like having a crisis of do we reach out to the inner cities? Do we reach out to Hispanics? Or do we reach out to uh, disaffected whites who who were uh, Obama Trump voters? Right. Mm-hmm. But but I mean that. And that... my point is a simple a simple message of uh, we're going to do better for everybody should be able to reach everybody. The fa- socialized medicine and socialized healthcare should reach all those people. Fucking um, uh, a, a federalized minimum wage that's much higher than it currently is should reach all those people. Uh, you know, uh, uh, free free education at the college level for uh, sh- should should reach all those people. But 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 the thing that you're referencing is actually why the Republican message works better. Because the Republican message can say, look, I'm going to talk to white, like, middle-class people. Right. That's my plan. Right. A bunch of poor uh, white people think that they're middle-class, so I'm just going to talk to this mob of people over here. Sure, sure. Um, And if Hispanic people and black people and, you know, whatever people hear it, great. Because I'm not saying I'm just talking to these people. Well, kind of they are. But but they are. No, but they're no, not kind of like, they're saying it too. It's in the text and the subtext. But I guess what my point is that like what's happening on the other side is I think Democrats are saying like, yes, I am talking to you women. Yes, I am talking to you Hispanics. I'm yes, right. I'm talking to you African Americans. And what white middle class America is hearing is you are not talking to me. Right. Well, I mean we uh, Certainly, you need to make the argument to everybody, but the whole point is that that I'm trying to make is that the art, like, in in making their sale pitch to, um, it obviously to it I, look in making a sale pitch that is very obviously um, focus grouped to communities. You turn off the community, and you turn off the the people who consider themselves the outgroup. I, I understand, but like, and and you can genuinely talk to African American communities. You can genuinely talk to white communities. You can genuinely talk to women and to Hispanics and to uh, the LGBT community. You can genuinely talk to these people, but the Democratic Party doesn't do that. I I think they try to. Let, we, we should move on, but like the, the one thing I will say is this. The Me Too movement that's going on yeah. right now, there, and I can understand the argument that like, hey, some people could look at it and go like, maybe it's gone a little bit too far. Those people I, are wrong. Right. I don't think that's true, but I can understand that like, you know, there's a fear of the sheer accusation of somebody like just automatically blah, gets believed. Blah, blah. I understand that. Um, that being said, what has come of that is because so many of the people doing it are doing it from the liberal side. That like the sheer act of being like, yes, I agree with the Me Too movement, has somehow become partisan. Like yeah, the other side, like when polled, Republicans are generally against the Me Too movement. They have a negative or unfavorable impression of the Me Too movement, which should, on its surface, yep. be nothing but good. I mean, not that Me Too, the Me Too movement is good in the sense of, like, 
I'm glad it happened. Like, I'm glad that it's get, coming I out. I get what you're saying. Yes. You know, uh, but my point is that it's something that we, w- you and I, would empirically think would be a no-brainer to be adopted by everyone. Right. So when you talk openly and honestly about it, right. you are still ostracizing that target group that Republicans are going for. So I don't know how you get there. Well, I mean, like, look, we do have to move on. So I will just say this. Game, respect, game. Republicans win. And um, they don't really have a uh, clear policy beyond that, to be perfectly frank. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see it in the fact that like they rail against deficit spending, and then uh, whenever they get in office, they do deficit spending. Um, that's what Trump's budget is. It's all deficit spending, trillions of dollars of de- deficit spending. Um, I uh, have to kind of respect that they win. I don't want the Democratic Party to start trying to win by trying to attract people who are bad. Mm -hmm. And if, like, Me Too becomes a fucking uh, us versus them thing, fine, at least I know who them is, you know? Yeah. Like, the Republican Party is becoming so invested in being a sewer party like they still may win but i'd rather have a party that says full stop we're not that full stop we are not going to we don't want voters from the sewer right and that's the democrats hope i think going forward when they talk about like you can't just run against trump you know mm-hmm. and i get the fact that you're kind of saying that but um you're not saying that but i mean i get the fact that people are saying that i think the argument that they're trying to make is that like okay Democrats have backed themselves into a corner as like to win, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or Republicans have backed themselves into a corner to win. And Democrats are saying like, okay, let's play the if this then what game, right? You know, like if you believe this, then it logically follows that you believe all these things. And Trump is the epitome of the if this then what. Like right. he is the backed into a corner, and like at a certain point you have to go. So you are on board. Mm-hmm with everything that this person is saying, with all of this stuff, because he is the logical conclusion of it. And the hope for the Democratic Party is that the country goes, no, we're not on board. This is too far. Now, the fear amongst you and I and the Democratic base is that we're wrong. And that is where we are. That that logical conclusion that is Trump is where the country is. And then we go, fuck, we, this is not where I thought we were. Well... I mean, yeah, like, again, we got to move on, but I think, like, we're both talking about the same, like, idea that, like, we may just not have the numbers. Yeah. We may not, we, and I'd rather lose without compromise. And, and, and I would argue, in support of your thing, that we have the numbers if everybody understood what we were talking about and everybody understood the mm-hmm. full aspect of it. I think we don't have the numbers because the messaging is too complicated because there's a unified voice in the other direction, sure. which is just saying one thing. Sure. And that makes 
the Democratic message too complicated. Crazy Trump tweet number three. Republicans want to fix DACA much more than the Democrats do. The Dems had all three branches of government back in 2008 to 2011, and they decided not to do anything about DACA. They only want to use it as a campaign issue. Vote Republican. Um, can you just remind me, or if you don't, I will tell you, but I just, because I sure, play this sure, game. Sure. What year did DACA, was DACA uh, created? It was, uh, let's see, it's 35 years old, so... Nope. 1983? No. No? Um... Uh, 2012. Oh. So it would have been very difficult right. uh, for Democrats to do anything about DACA from 2008 to 2011 right. because DACA didn't exist. Right. Um, what existed at that time was the DREAM Act. Right. Which still exists, sure. like, in terms of, like, hey, can we please pass this? Uh, Democrats very much wanted to vote on it. Yeah. Um, Republicans filibustered it. Yep. And said, no, no, we're not. Yep. We're not going to vote on that. Uh, we disagree with it. Um, so good luck with where you're going. But yep. no. Um, so everything about that tweet uh, is wrong. And then they did not have control between 2008 and 2011. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2009 or, 2000, or 2010 is when they lost um, the majority. Uh, and Obama uh, wasn't president. Until the start of 2009. It was, well, yeah, I mean, it was when it was when Kennedy died and Walker was um, elected. I think we went down to a very thin majority in the mm-hmm. Senate. And then in the midterms, slaughter in yeah. 2010. Yeah. Um, oh, well, um, you know, I'm starting to think that President Trump sometimes says things that aren't wholly true. Yeah, it just seems like focus on the things that are empirically provable. Right. Like, come on, man. Like, show me some respect by by having somebody look at it and go, like, hey, these these things are are very like right, Wikipedia able. It, tri- it triggers the libs to lie, and that's just as good as anything else. Who's lying? It, it, it like he's lying. His lies trigger the libs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like it, it triggers liberals to lie also. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, he, his lies, it, it all gets wound up in the same like basket of like, I'm going to cut NPR funding. I'm going to lie and make these liberals like blow steam out their ear by being like, well, actually, no. Yeah. You know, like. The, the interesting thing about the NPR thing, and we'll kind of get to it later, for me is every time a Republican president puts forth a budget, which generally gets ignored. Yeah. Um, every time Congress goes, like, that's adorable. There's an episode of us talking about this, oh, like, sure. a year ago. Yeah. Um, they always put the NPR thing yep. in there. They always put the National Endowment for the Arts yep. thing in there. The National Endowment for the Humanities is yeah. on the block. And Congress is always like, come on, man. Like... I gotta go home to these districts. Come on, man. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. I get that. I get what you're doing, but like, why? Yeah. Why do we gotta do this dance every remember time? When Mitt Romney said he was gonna fire Big Bird. <laughs> I don't remember it was that in a fucking debate with Obama, and that was the one that everybody was like, Mitt Romney won that debate. That was that was the <laughs> we're debate. Gonna fire Big like, Bird. Afterwards, I was like, he said he was firing Big Bird. You will never convince me he won. <laughs> um, All right, do you want to get into this weekend smoke? This weekend smoke. So. <laughs> Um, 
So we have uh, we got memos flying back and forth. We got Devin Nunes. We got Twitter. It's all a meaty stew of stupid. Yeah. Um, um, one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, this is technically like a fourth tweet. I think I had posted it yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, Trump lies just yeah. so freely. Yeah. Uh, but he had one tweet that we both were like, this is probably the most honest tweet that he's written. Would you yeah, I'll, read, I'll read it. Um, the Democrats sent a very political and long response memo, which they knew because of sources and methods and more would have to be heavily redacted, whereupon they would blame the White House for a lack of transparency, told them to redo and send back in proper form. I'm Show confident me the that, lie. Yeah. That's absolutely the case. Uh, yeah. And now, now, granted, Republicans started it with a Nunes memo, yep. which didn't need to exist. It didn't prove anything. It had no redactions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was... It and, could and, not have conceivably been more like, partisan. Wait, don't, don't, don't put it out. Please don't put it out. Please, please, please. What are you doing? Don't put it out. And then Trump was like, I see no reason not to put this right. out. I haven't read it yet, but yeah, I'm putting it out. Put it out. Um, so, of course, the Democrats are like, yeah, I'm going to put one out. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put a bunch of material yeah. in it that, like, it's going to borderline force you to not do it. Yeah. And then I can say, like, hey, look at what you're trying to block. Yeah. Uh, it would have been ballsy as fuck for him to... Uh, to just do it, but I am confident that all those redactions are probably necessary. Oh, sure, because it's probably a pretty well sourced actual like memo that right. actually makes sense. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure they'll send him back after working with the FBI another redacted memo. I don't know that he'll say it should be published though. That's yeah, gonna be inter- that's going to be an interesting fight. Well, Schiff came out like today, and he was like, "We got it back from the because yeah." The FBI sent it back to him, yeah, yeah. and he's like, this is, like, they're out of black ink on the printer yeah. <laughs> from all the redactions yeah. on this. Supposedly, like, FBI hit it hard. Yeah. But for me, like, I would argue, at least from a vindication standpoint from the Democratic side, yeah. if there's a 10-page memo and there's really only one page worth of like words that I can read on it, yeah, that's it. just as good for me because it's like, also, okay. It's also like, I mean, at this point, do we really care? The memo si- news cycle seems to have moved on. Like, yeah, I, all we're doing is by bringing up another memo is being like, oh yeah, this again. I don't, yeah. f- I mean, like it didn't, nothing got proved. Right. Uh, e- even, even the people who were like released a memo were like, yeah. So we released it, and now we're gonna walk away because <laughs> we got our win. Um, uh, I I did want to like briefly dive into my like half formed rant about the hashtag release the memo. Okay. I know, I'm gonna keep it. Clock me. I'm gonna keep it under a minute. Okay. Go. All right. So here's the thing about rele- hashtag release the memo. If you watch people who watch the Russian bots on Twitter, they all like melted down this week, being like fucking. They're doing it again. This is a Russian intelligence operation. They can trace the way it moved. They can trace the way it moved from, like, one guy in Michigan who was an actual real person to the bots that follow him, to the bots, like, to the machine learning bots, and out to the fucking president's son. And if I run Twitter, and I already know it's been used once in Russian intelligence operation that fucking landed Donald Trump in the presidency, I might try to stop that. They haven't. Stop using Twitter because it is no longer a fucking platform. It is a Russian operation. I'm not sure who they've gotten to, but I've, I'll note that Jack follows some really fucking weird people on there. End of rant. 
Great. And you came in under. Ah, day four. By, by four seconds. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of fake news. You know where else there's a bunch of fake news? Uh, where? Uh, on David, uh, or what, Nunes. Devin I, Nunes. Devin Nunes. Uh, news website that he created so that he could create the news. Yeah. Uh, that apparently had been going on for a little while. And then reporters were like, hey. And then they crashed. What's this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because so many people hit it. Um, yeah. Here's something else I wonder. Who got to Devin? I don't know. Because he's behaving like Carter fucking Page. Yes. Like, the, he is a full-on chaos agent. Like, everything he's done around this has been like, you're behaving super strange, dude. Yeah. No, this has got, like, if this were a TV show, somebody had as his daughter. Yeah, right? You know? Like, there is somebody who's got pictures of him in a bathhouse somewhere or doing something to yeah. a fucking hamster. Like, that motherfucker. You has- know, this, that, this, this ends in murder-suicide, like, definitely. Or not like, like... You know, like murder by cop or something like that. Like, oh yeah, this like, does he, not end he's well. He's gonna be on a bridge, waving a gun with a wet bag in his hand, being <laughs> yeah. like, "It's all in here!" And then a red dot shows up on his head, and he gets blown to shit. Yeah, I, I mean, when if this goes a certain way, when the shit all hits the fan, that one week, yeah, no one's gonna go outside. Yeah, no, I, I've already worn work. Like, if any of this stuff really isn't like, yeah, like I'm just ordering a bunch of food in. I'm going. Oh like, my god, my fresh yeah. direct order is just going to be chips. Yep, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. Um, uh, yeah, I, the only, I I may leave temporarily to go to a movie theater and just buy buckets of the popcorn <laughs> and bring them all. Yeah. Home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, to me, one of the biggest news stories of this week uh, actually came today. Right. Uh, I was a bit like somehow, even though I I tend to be pretty up on on things that are happening, I was unaware that all of the heads of the intelligence committee were all going to get together. Was it today or yesterday? I can't remember. It was yesterday. The brief. The the yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, We're all going to get together and testify before the Senate Intel Committee because sometimes they do things, uh, even though it wasn't technically about Russia. But yeah, no, they 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 have their random oversight meetings where it's like, hey, are you killing people? Yeah. And they're like, "Uh, some, but. They're not Americans. Yeah. Um, so uh, first they proved that uh, uh, Kelly lied about the whole, uh, you know, Porter thing. Right. Uh, we'll get we'll get, yeah, which we'll get to that. Uh, but they also <coughs> were asked, like, hey, is uh, the Russian medal in the 2016 election? And across the board, everybody who was appointed by Trump was like, oh, yeah, no, they totally did. Yeah. Like, but have they stopped? Like, oh, no, no, they're actively doing it right now. Uh, and they're going to do it for the midterms. Like, right. okay, are you doing anything about it? Like, yeah, you know, we're we're trying. Like, mm-hmm. because Trump asked you to or just because you want to do it? Like, oh, no, he hasn't, he hasn't really, like, brought it up. Yeah. Um, so you have that discussion of a bunch of people who were appointed by Trump. And then you have the other side of, like, hey, we're not going to do those sanctions against the Russians because we think those are enough of a deterrent. Right. Just the threat of them. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, like, even if they turn around and say, hey, you know, we are going to sanction some people. Yeah. There are two ways to decide who you're going to sanction. Um, there was a very long report created by, the, one of the, by, I think, the CIA, who said, here are the oligarchs that you should sanction. Right. Here are the ones that are closest. Here are the ones who are manipulative. Here are the ones that will have the biggest impact. Right. 
Or here's this article by Forbes magazine right. <laughs> that shows uh, who everybody, like, who the richest people are there. And um, here's the phone directory of people who work at the Kremlin. Right. Um, so, you know, however you want to deal with it, like, either the one with some research right. or the one that's copy or pasted. But you know what? Just to be safe, let's not do either. You know, the Russian sanctions thing, like, I don't know why it's not a, like, national scandal. Like, I don't know why the New York Times didn't have a 40-point font headline the next day, Trump refuses to sanction Russia. Right. Like, everybody agreed this happened. The House and the Senate passed almost unanimous sanctions bills. They passed them to Trump. They have, you have to do this in these bills. And Trump just didn't. And are they, like, how is the House, how are the House and Senate not, like, on fire right now with people being like, we can sue you to make you do this. You have to. It's the law. My only hope with this whole thing is that there are enough people who know how this story is going to end who are just saying, you know what? Let, it Let him do it. Like, this only himself. helps. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean, Bob's been so quiet lately, and it's just killing me. It makes my skin itch. That he hasn't, that, that we he, haven't heard that anything? We haven't heard anything for like, I don't know, four days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I stand behind my argument that he only got one set of indictments mm-hmm. before you got to open the gates. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't think we're going to see a slow string of. Oh, when like, when, like, he does the decapitation attack, it's everybody. Right. It's yeah. It's everybody he's got. Yeah, so I think, like, other than people who basically, like... Because most of the time when we find out that he spoke to somebody, it's not because he said that they spoke to somebody. Right. It's because they said that they spoke to him. Right. So um, my gut is that we're not going to hear a whole ton. The, the, I mean, the big thing that we're waiting for is Trump actually going to talk to him. Right. Um, I've, I got to figure he doesn't need him to. Yeah, I have. To, yeah, I mean, he's got to be assuming that he's not going. He's going to, but uh, I don't know. I want to know the chess. I want to see this movie so bad. I know. Um, all right, all right uh, let's move. We're on. very far over. Um, uh, uh, Trump doesn't read his daily briefing. You probably could have guessed that. All right, moving on. Because that's this, not how we learned. Yeah, no, he's not a he's not a reader. <laughs> Shocking. Um, you know he, who does though? Jared Kushner, who does not have security clearance. Yeah, no, I'm. Let's burn it all. Um, so, uh, two members of uh, this this week in Statistically Speaking, All Men, Statistically Speaking, All yeah. Men, uh, including two members of the administration, mm-hmm. uh, David Sorensen, one of his speechwriters, and Rob Porter, his staff secretary. Now, staff secretary sounds like a super boring job, um, but the Obama bros at... Um, uh, uh, Pod Save America actually had a pretty good rundown on, on what the job is, and it is a super uh, bad job to have somebody who couldn't get clearance because he hit his wife um, in that position. Um, see, the staff secretary sits there in a secure, ro- windowless room all day, and everything the president sees, the staff secretary sees. Because the staff secretary's job is to say, nope, this is bullshit and a waste of time. Nope, this is super important. Nope. Mm -hmm. So every piece of paper that crosses the desk of the president, back when people were just walking in and handing um, him, like, Breitbart articles, and then he would tweet 
like yeah, grandpa went through, screaming. Yeah. Um, uh, that was because the staff secretary did, was doing a bad job. Now it seems like the staff secretary may have been doing a, a better job, though an evil man. Um, right, he, he was so good they were going to promote him. He, they, to yes, to deputy, deputy chief. chief of staff, yeah. which um, also I'm assuming requires a high level of clearance. Yeah, he hadn't uh, been given a permanent clearance because the FBI was like, "Hey, this guy, um, his uh, ex-wives all say he's blackmailable mm-hmm. uh, because um, he probably doesn't want people to know he hit them." Yeah. Uh, we told you that. We told you that uh, back in like June of last year. We told you back at, that back in June, and then we closed the file on him in January. And we updated it again uh, t- towards the end of the year. But just to be clear, you knew, right? And then uh, 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 John Kelly uh, again. He's bad. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. Yep, Had, our bad. Our, he's so bad. Um, John Kelly apparently was like, first he held a bunch of meetings and he was like, all right, everybody, let's get our story straight on this guy. Yeah. We all were completely surprised. And the FBI was like, no, you weren't. And then he was like, okay, let's get our story straight, guys. Um, I fired him 40 minutes after I found out this information. And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders was like, actually, I was uh, setting up a press conference for him so he could explain himself and mm-hmm. and it took a few hours. Right. And in in this scenario, like they're saying like where's Hope Hicks? And it's like, oh she's already talking to people. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Hope Hope Hicks <laughs> meanwhile is like, I um believe it or not, this was a step up for me because I dated Corey Lewandowski <laughs> before this. <laughs> so, That's true. What is she doing? I don't know. Look you're a Ho- smart and pretty lady, Hope. Hope, you are 25 years fucking old. You yeah. are smart. You are. Uh, you have the uh, beauty of youth. You are never going to be this powerful again. Yeah. And all I can tell you is record everything because, oh, my God, the money you can make. Yeah. Data just, Hemsworth, you can do it. Uh, just wear a wire all the time. Wear a wire all the time, and you can come out of this smelling like fucking roses, Hope. Mm. I hope she is. Uh, um, um, that's I, the only way out, yeah. though. Um, I, I appreciated the um, the meme of Hope Hicks, Hope Hicks sinks ships. <laughs> <laughs> it's so mean and true. <laughs> um, so that so there's that. It basically, uh, Sorensen must be super happy right now because the Rob Porter side of this has like just eaten the news cycle, yeah. and the and the and the White House has done an amazing job of keeping it in the news cycle. Yeah, we were we were talking about this before we started recording, and we have to go through it quickly. <laughs> but like, there has been a nonstop collection of bad shit that they've done, and then almost seemingly like endless list of lies, and for some reason. This one, yeah, this one just stayed. Yeah, this one they couldn't shake, and it was. And by I, that we mean for more than five days. Yeah, for yeah, for like, this one has stayed a presidential scandal in the way you would expect a pre in almost disturbingly the way you would expect a presidential scandal to stay in. Yeah. Because quite frankly, I had grown accustomed to being like, oh, the president ate a human hand. Well, <laughs> what will we talk about tomorrow? Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, the president is uh killing people with a hatchet well that's not what the rose garden is typically used for yeah but um, that was 48 hours ago so that's hack. yeah so why that, should we talk about that we're past it everybody made their twitter jokes we're on to the next thing <laughs> um but this this has stayed in and not to um downplay 
uh, mm. what Porter himself did because he sounds like a fucking piece of shit. Mm. And not to downplay what Sorensen did because he is equally a fucking piece of shit. These men are vile. They shouldn't have had jobs. It's It, it was terrible that they did. But um, he hired a literal Hungarian Nazi and that literal <laughs> Hungarian Nazi had a job while having a warrant out in Hungary <laughs> for eight months. Yep. That Hungarian Nazi drives around in a Camaro with a fucking license plate that reads Art War. Mm-hmm. That, I, and that's not a big deal. That's not, yeah, everybody was like, well, yeah, I mean, have you met Donald Trump? And I'm like, in fair argument. Here, this is staying fine, good. It, it, it is a scandal that this happened, but it's sort of like, but the Nazis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he had Nazis. Um, speaking of of scandals that have stuck around, that surprisingly this isn't as big of a scandal as yeah. it should be, uh, was the Stormy Daniels thing because we had talked about the fact that like, you know, that he had probably Trump had sex with a porn star, right, and paid her one hundred thirty thousand dollars, right, but he didn't, no, he didn't pay no, her one hundred thirty thousand dollars this week. Look, uh, my, uh, Gary Cohn, I think it's Gary, right, Gary, Michael, uh, yeah. look, I never remember Cohn, Cohn. Uh, his 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 attorney, who <laughs> Dustin informed me has been considered as John Kelly's relation replacement as chief of staff. Yep, this guy, this fucking bag of hammers, he he gave he came out to t- just today and he was like, "All right, look, I know I said nobody paid Stormy Daniels one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That it was ridiculous that anybody would do it. That she did not have sex with the president." I did it. I paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 out of my own personal money, out of my own largesse, because I didn't want Miss... Every... You know what? Every every lawyer worth his salt (laughs) pays hush money for their client. Listen. It is completely ethical lawyer behavior. I think they call I I think I think they teach teach it in year 1. If you're ever going to have to pay hush money to <laughs> do it you're on your own money. Do, do it with your own money. Yeah. That way you do the illegal thing and right. not not your client. Right. So here's my official story. Here's what I did. I uh I found this porn star who I thought needed $130,000. She seemed like a wastrel. Right. I never mentioned it to anybody. Trump or anyone else. I decided, you know what? I want to give her this $130,000 for no other reason than because she seems like she could use it. Right. But I don't want to give it to her under her own name. Right. So I'm going to create a company that only exists for a week. Right. Pay her that money. Right. Never mention it. Right. Everything about that Seems like Occam's razor. Is that what it is? Where it's like yeah. the the most obvious, the like most obvious uh, like, explanation. This yeah. makes, this is all the most obvious explanation. This makes nothing but sense to me. I am convinced. You've convinced me, sir. Right. So Stormy Daniels came out and said, "Oh, okay." Because because when I looked at the non-disclosure part of this, it said. Neither of us are allowed to talk about yeah, this. Neither party's allowed to disclose the payment or what it was for. And if you have broken the NDA, then so can I. Yeah. 
to which I made the argument before we recorded. Because people are like, well, is she going to write a book? Is she going to do like a, oh, you I'd know. Oh, i love to read her book. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see her on the talk show circuit. Right. What I want her to do is to do a tell-all porn <laughs> movie where she does the whole, like, it, you know, it's the whole thing, but it's only right, 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 through, right. through porn forcing now, every major news outlet to, like. Who do you think, I mean, I don't know a lot about male porn stars. Is there a male porn star who is disgusting enough to play Trump without being so disgusting that we... That nobody would have, like... I mean, you would assume Ron Jeremy yeah, is still... Yeah, he's... It's like the grossest human being that's ever been really human. Disgust. He's also, like, had his Me Too comeuppance, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm I, wait, are you saying Ron Jeremy is not a great person? I'm... I mean, he see, he actually in like interviews he comes off as a as a kind of a mensch. I, but I disagree, but uh, we should move on. Yeah, but we, the point is that like this should be yeah some sort of crazy scandal. Yeah, uh, well, and it it may get there. The fact that like they basically for the first time finally admitted that like yes this payment did exist and yes it was sort of a, like we don't again the official statement is I I gave her money. I gave her money. Uh, who knows what yeah. I mean what don't don't you just set up shell companies to give porn stars money out of the goodness <laughs> of your heart um all right, so then we got like sort of the in, Trump insanity grab bag we'll just yeah this quick. we do like two minutes each um Trump wants to have a military parade, apparently he loved that uh there was a military parade for him in France, and he feels like there should be another military parade. It will cost about thirty million dollars seems like a good. Um, way to spend the money. Right. And everybody goes like, we've had military parades before. Yeah, and the, we yeah. won a military. Right. The, the general argument has always been, if you win a war, then the way to sort of reward the troops is as they come back home, you do a quick parade, yeah. uh, not just like a dick-swinging parade. Yeah. And that's what this would be. This is just Trump being like, I, I, I look at this fun stuff. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> there was another shoot school shooting today. There's nothing funny about this. Seventeen dead so far in Florida. They've caught the guy who did it. We don't know much else. Um. He was a uh, he was a student that had been expelled from that school. Yes, and he was armed with the uh, weapon of choice in this case. In these cases, the AR AR fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Has been captured alive. He's been captured alive, which is unusual for these things. Um, I don't know at what point, like, uh, senators or um, members of the House are allowed to start throwing chairs, but uh, I'd vote for any of them that do. Yeah. Um, Do something. Uh, There was a very brief five-hour government shutdown because these people just keep stepping on their own dicks. I don't fucking know. Right. And I think we're ruled by (laughs) monkeys. And I think I only put that on the list of things we were going to talk about because I forgot. Yeah, right. Like when I was thinking of things we were going to talk about, I forgot that we shut down the government of the United States of America for five hours and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it just it was not on the like the immediate register. Of things that happen, and the way we agreed to um, to solve it was just blow up the deficit and give everybody what they wanted. Yeah, all right. 
That's fine. Um, Trump put out his budget. We talked about it earlier. He's not going to get any of it, but he sure, he sure loves putting out a budget that's like, hey, do you, hey, do you like a thing? I'm yeah. going <laughs> to kill it. Yeah. And his, his the game that he was trying to play there was basically like, hey, in this agreement yeah. that we signed to reopen the government, we dedicated like X billions of dollars to the thing that you wanted. I'm going to put out a budget where I'm going to cut back on that thing because that budget was really like, you know, like a cap that we wouldn't spend more than, but it didn't mean we were going to spend that money. Yeah. So I'm not allocating any of it to the thing that we all agreed we were going to spend money on. Uh, and I'm hoping that Congress is like, yeah, that you're adorable, but we're not like, we are actually going to give some money to the opioid crisis. We are going to keep NPR fucking open because stop being an asshole. Right. You know, um, uh, yeah, I mean, all of it's DOA. You need 60 votes to pass a budget. Right. It's just so fine. stop it. Yeah. Stop being a dick. Um, <clears throat> this brings us to our opposite effect. Yeah. For the week. Um, oh, it, but before we just yeah, yeah. Um, also know that by the next by the time we next record, there will probably be some sort of movement on the DACA thing. Pay attention to it this week because yeah. uh, the Senate has basically said, like, we're only debating it until Friday. We're going to spend the next day trying to figure out how we're going to debate it. Yeah. And Trump has said, I'm not extending it. So he, take it or leave it. There are two injunctions now against him actually Stopping ending it. Yeah. it. But, you know, every day people become ineligible and people are not signing back up because it's like, why would you spend like $500 to do it if it's going to be for like three days? Right. Um, anyway, let's get to our... Yeah, yeah so, uh, do watch the DACA space, and um, this would not be a bad time, especially if you are in a state with um, somebody who has not signed on to actually fixing this. This would not be a bad time to call that person. Um, ah, this week, it, our opposite effect. So it is Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I actually I got a very nice email this morning from Planned Parenthood with a... Um, very uh, fun fundraiser that I'd like to let you guys all uh, in on. And um, uh, they are uh, taking donations and um, uh, sending Valentines uh, in uh, to Mike Pence mm -hmm. as, for every donation they get, um, which is super fun. And because uh, that guy sucks. Yeah. Um, uh, if you go to PlannedParenthood.org, you can donate there. Um, you may not be able to find... I think this was an email-only blast, but if you uh, if you go there and uh, click on the donation page, you can make an in-name donation. Mm -hmm. And just feel free to write on in Mike Pence's name in yeah. honor of Mike Pence, and they will send him a thank you. Um, and some aliens in the future, when they discover our bookkeeping, will be like, wow, this Mike Pence really oh, loved Planned Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. He must have been um, knocking chicks up all the time. Uh, Planned Plan Parenthood is uh, the best. Um, they're they're a great, 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 great institution. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, if that person is telling you otherwise, they're a fucking liar. All right. Um, that's uh, a lot of show for this week. So yeah, I mean, thanks so much I, for listening. I went into this week being like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Like, not for, uh, In Trump-adjusted terms, not that much insanity happened. <laughs> and I think that was sort of like our our gate to open like everything to, we've been holding back and haven't had the time to talk about. Yeah. So um, I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, uh, hopefully something 
insane will happen, so we get back on task. I'm sure something did while we were recording. I'm sure. <laughs> Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.